Oh, time to get up and do another show. Gotta do another show. Gotta do another show. Last night I dreamed about cake for breakfast. Two big pieces just for me. They're standing there on a paper platter covered with a doily. Today's special guests. Melanie Pesco. Hi, this is Melanie. What are you going to demo today, Melanie? Bacon. Oh, no, that's not what we talked about. Brownies. <laughs> Debbie will be doing a stir-fry for us. We will be doing another soundbite. And, of course, we, again, crack each other up. <laughs> All this and more coming up now. That's not only the OptiGrill beef. To say that food is cooking, it's also just a little something to get your attention because we need to let you know that we now have a new phone number for voicemail. The new number is 641-715-3900. That's 641-715-3900. The passcode 412-728-POUND. That's 412-728-POUND. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. Big R. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Before we launch into what we're going to be talking about today, there is a lady contact me through this app called Vorail, and it's a communications app that you talk one-on-one or publicly. And she said that she really liked our show. And listen to this. You'll probably be impressed with this because I sure was. She downloaded them all. Oh, I know some people have wanted them all. So I had Larry in on it on Twitter and he worked to get them all. Thank you to our new listener. You know, I was was looking around at the app uh, Big Oven and that is cool. I, you know... I have to tell you, I didn't tell you on purpose, just like you sometimes say this, you want to wait. Uh I went out the other night and, oh man, we had smoked tuna dip. (laughs) And they said, do you want it with the pita bread or do you want it with the tortilla chips? Well, pita bread. I first said tortilla chips thinking, you know, well, they brought both. The chips were like cardboard. They were like something you could use for communion hosts. They were really bland. Oh, man. Offense <laughs> to anybody who takes communion, but they were, it's not meant to be tasty. You know what I mean? I do. So these were like, oh. And so I said, I, I'm, I don't know, somehow I'm, I'm wanting my fill of gluten again. Okay. And yeah. so, so I had the pita bread and, oh. It was warm and soft, and it had butter and maybe a little garlic and cheese on it. And the dip was so good. Well, I came home and looked it up. And first of all, my friend Rick and I talked, and we decided things that would probably be in it. And we were really right. We were right on. So do you have any idea what would be in it? I'm going to make it and demo it. But And smoked tuna dip? Yeah. Uh, tuna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I, I belong in a cooking show, you know. <laughs> yeah. I would say a dash of liquid smoke, maybe. Ah, bingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured that out. Yeah. And I looked it up, and in every recipe, yep, they call it for liquid smoke. Scaniels? I would think 
Scanyols would be very good, as in Scalionios. <laughs> Scalionius. Yeah, they would be. They're great. They they didn't call for it, but yeah, I would add them. Cream cheese. And every recipe has said cream cheese. One said mayo instead no. of cream cheese. Uh uh-uh. uh Yep. No. Okay. okay. No. I this recipe tasted more like it may have mayo. It was lighter than cream cheese, but still. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cream cheese. Oh, you want me to continue on? If you want, any thoughts? A little S and P, little garlic. Yeah, S and P. Yep, P uh-huh. and S, S and P. Yeah, as in they said you could put paprika on top. You sure. Could put hot sauce in. Oh. And I was thinking of adding bacon bits. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> this lady that I was talking about today wondered how you cook bacon, and she oh. informed me that our bacon show was show number ten. Oh, our bacon <laughs> show. Hey. Yeah. We should have a trivia. I mean, not that we know the answers. Like, what show did we do such and such, you know? (laughs) I can't even remember our URL. How am I supposed to remember? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing stuff. So uh, I I want to try that recipe. Mm -hmm. All right. What's coming up? Coming up. So we got demos. Oh, we do. Yeah. We we have app demos, recipes. Another show just jam-packed full of cooking information just for you guys. Right. We have uh, a simple brownie recipe. Cool. The dog is liking these. Your <laughs> dog, one of your dogs is is like cheering on all of these things. Uh, my dog likes many things that I certainly can't <laughs> mention on the air. So, uh uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem to me. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> He's a dog. Oh. And again, we would like to thank you guys for submitting stuff. Yes. Really, we do, because we love submissions. Love them, love them. And oh, and I have my stir fry demo. Oh, yes. Stir fry veggies and salmon. Man, was it good. Oh, that sounds so great. Rice, basmati rice. Man, that sounds great. We're making some kind of a pasta chicken bacon dish, and I don't remember the name of it now, Hmm. but it's... uh, Holy pasta and uh, all kinds of different flavors and crunchy things and holy pasta. That's a new no whole whole wheat pasta. Whole wheat pasta. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like holy pasta. Holy pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Here we go again. I thought, man, I've heard of holy guacamole, but I've never heard of holy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've either gained a lot of listeners or lost a few. I'm not sure which. <laughs> I'll let you guys know how the holy pasta turns out. And, uh, so with hopefully. bacon, is that with, uh, what is that dish with the cream sauce and... Um, and- and bacon. Yeah, I'm not really in chicken, and I, I'm not really sure what it's called. So, what have you been doing this week? And I'm sure the audience wants to know. I went. I went to Panera yesterday. Panera Bread. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a Braille bagel. Do you know what a Braille bagel is? Of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they get it in those rollers, though. <laughs> well, I think they do a lot of dotting, maybe with a stylus or something. But. Yeah, it's uh, crystallized salt, isn't it? Well, I get the everything bagel, so it's got lots of seeds. Oh, and, mm. I, and I, but when I was in Atlanta, I used to ask for an everything bagel, and they would it would taste 
like an everything bagel, but it didn't have enough Braille on it. So mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I knew these Braille. people know what to make of me anyway. And so I said, I wanted everything bagel. And, and I said, and please give me one with lots of Braille. <laughs> oh, oh, it's smothered chicken. Oh, Making okay. smothered chicken. Yeah, okay. Poor chicken smothering it like that. Yeah. How do you expect it to survive? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you know, the chicken gets in the pot and it goes, holy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to have to be a running gag. I know it. Holy pasta. Wow. <laughs> new new phrase. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So anyway, but so that bagel we... was really good with mm. cream cheese and chives. And oh, and, and I'm someone sent uh, for Miss Dez's birthday, a listener from the Good Energy Mix sent a New York cheesecake. And so I'm going to do a little thing for a future show all about some things related to different kinds of cheesecake and, and how to make a New York cheesecake and and a little bit about how this place that it came from makes it. Oh, my heavens, is that ever involved? Have you ever had Junior's cheesecake? That's where it came from. Oh, my dear um, audience. <laughs> Holy pasta. <laughs> Holy <That's> pasta. Like- <laughs> I love Junior's Cheesecake. Oh, yeah. It's all I can do when I get one is to... Keep talking. I got to go answer the front door. Uh, okay. It's all I can do to keep from eating maybe a quarter of it, but I end up slicing little bits of little slices of cheesecake and eating them. And Junior's cheesecake is so rich that it's really difficult to do. So you got to eat it in moderation. It comes from New York, also quite expensive. And you can get them in all kinds of flavors. So I really, really do enjoy them. And I have gotten, I think, maybe three or four of them. They come frozen, and I got them from QVC. And they usually have them on special for special holidays like Easter, Christmas, Valentine's Day. I've seen them with chocolate, of course, and, uh, oh, pralines, and... They had uh, the Heath choice. toppings. They had the yeah, ooh, Heath. Oh, they had yeah. the choice of raspberry or strawberry or, and I really wanted plain, just because mm-hmm. of, you know I like the essence. I I was always fascinated with the first cheesecake I ever had was more of a dry kind of cheesecake. I mean, it really it was creamy, but it was. It was dry to the touch. It was wrapped in cellophane and cardboard. And then and then the next one I had was that Sara Lee, which had the graham cracker crust and, you know, much creamier kind of thing. And I always wanted to get back to that first one that I ever had. And I think the New York probably comes the closest. Mm-hmm. By the way, I talked through the whole time you left and came back still talking about cheesecakes. I know. Yeah. Came in, I could hear you. Yes, that's great. <laughs> that's great. So, that's how much I love cheesecakes. Oh yeah. Well, this has been magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. And yeah, she, it arrived and. Mm. And she shared it with you. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. She shared it, and her her brother was here for part of it, and we're still we still have some more. Oh, did you make that lemon cake for them? No, because no. this was coming, so ah. I did not. Yeah, yeah, but. Okay. Uh, I will. We are going to make PB2 brownies. 
oh. on Tuesday, because Tuesday happens to be my day of birth. Your birthday Tuesday? Yes. Oh, oh, oh that is cool. So we're going to celebrate all day. One of my favorite things to eat in the whole world is lemon pound cake. Oh, you would love this lemon cake. Oh, my God. Well, oh. and but I purposely said, no, I don't really want to do it because I'm doing so well keeping big R smaller. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that I uh, we decided on PB2 brownies. Okay, well, they're still so good. That's oh, I know it. That's I mean, that's it's, very cool. Are you gonna demo? You're gonna make yeah, it? Oh yeah, it's a treat oh, for me. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna really work on doing the demo for you guys. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, I just they're very cool. Love oh. them. No, oh, they're so good. Yeah. Mm. Well, I didn't cook much this week. Some soups, and uh, well, one of the things that I really like a lot is a club sandwich topped with guacamole oh. uh, have you ever had that no oh you must i must a club you guys and i'm not sure i'm sure a lot of the listening audience knows what that is but bacon lettuce tomato and instead of mayonnaise use avocado or guacamole mm. and it's so good we actually didn't use lettuce we used greens a oh. bag of greens have you ever seen these little baby greens Mm-hmm. Just little tiny yeah. baby greens. Yeah, they're so good. Oh, they're so great. So Parsley and little carrots and... Oh, yum and so healthy. Yeah, and so that and um, rye, a big thing of rye, uh, rye bread, big slices, I mean. Oh, they were so good. We went to um, this wonderful place the other night, the um, Stonefire Wood Grill and they have gluten-free pizzas there. They have lots of cool stuff. I've had steak there before. I actually did not choose to have pizza this time. So that was where we had the smoked fish, smoked tuna dip. Oh. And then um, we each got a salad, and it's one of the best salads I've ever had. It's greens with blue cheese, pecans, peaches, and a vinaigrette. Oh, oh man! God, it's the best vinaigrette I've ever had, and they won't tell you how they make it. It's oh, just so good. And then all I had with that was a side of asparagus. They had Des had a crab cake sandwich and a burger, and her brother had a gluten free meat pizza. But I just had my asparagus, that salad, and that dip. Oh man, that was good. <laughs> Now it's time for sound bite. 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 <laughs> Today's sound bite. 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 Today's sound bite. 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 Yum. Is if you really want a good tasting smoothie and and you just have had what you think would normally not go into a smoothie, try this. It'll give your smoothie a really good chocolatey. If you have chocolate or moussey, <laughs> uh, taste, consistency is uh, put an avocado in your smoothie. Oh, definitely. I love avocado in smoothie. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> it's good. Oh, man. It, it almost makes it taste like you added ice cream. Oh, you know, you know, it does. And I mean, it tastes like it's just absolutely sinful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's healthy. Oh, it is. It's so healthy. You'd really think it would be a chocolate mousse smoothie, but today we had a green smoothie with uh, avocado 
And it was just delicious. Mm. If you put some good chocolatey protein powder in there, it will taste like a chocolatey thick shake. Well, what we did is we put uh, vanilla protein powder in and actual dark cocoa. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that good? Yeah, that's very, very good. So that's today's sound bite, 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 bite. I love it. That is delicious. We appreciate you all so much. Oh, we do. Yeah. Very glad you're out there. And if you want to submit something, then go ahead and do so. We mm-hmm. want to hear from you. Yeah, and thanks for subscribing to the podcast. Hey, did you know we are Apple approved? What does that mean? That means you can now search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts with any podcast catcher. You can use Downcast, Overcast, Podcast from Apple or QCast for your Windows PC. In the edit field, enter in Cooking with the Hazelnuts. You'll find us. Once you do, subscribe. Tell your friends. It's all what it's cracked up to be. Thanks to all. This show has sort of taken a life of its own. Yes, it has. Yeah. Indeed. Say thanks to the folks. Thank you. Here comes Melanie Pesco making brownies. Mmm. I want to lick the beaters. I want to. She didn't offer, but I'm going to. I'm going to lick the beaters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. Mm -hmm, Just saying. Hi, this is Melanie. And today I'd like to demonstrate a new recipe that I've found that is quite tasty. It is for the best brownies, available on all recipes. I had it recently at an event that I was attending. A friend of mine brought it and I said, these brownies are wonderful, how did you make them? And she sent me a link to the recipe on all recipes. I thought I would give it a shot today. I hope you'll enjoy this demonstration and come along with me as I try my hand at homemade brownies. So first I'm gonna preheat my oven to 350. And while that's preheating, this is a one-pot brownie recipe. It calls for a half a cup of butter to be melted in a saucepan. So I'm going to get my butter into my saucepan. I have a gas stove. So I'm going to turn the heat down to about medium-low, somewhere between low and medium. I've got a wooden spoon here just so I can keep an eye on this butter as it starts to melt. So as this butter's melting, I'll just tell you that this brownie recipe is as good as any recipe I think I've ever had, truly. And I think you could really make variations on this recipe. You could add things to it if you wanted, nuts or chocolate chips or caramel. Today I'm just gonna make the basic recipe. So as I mentioned, You put everything in one pot, and then at the end, you pour the contents of the pot into a greased 8x8 Pyrex dish or a brownie pan, whatever you have. As long as it is a smaller size dish, like if you have maybe a corningware, casserole, just something that's in the 8 or 9 inch range. doesn't necessarily have to be square. So my butter's starting to melt nicely here slowly but nicely (laughs) so 
once the butter is all melted, now I will say that I have prepared all of my ingredients ahead of time just so that I can be prepared and expedite the process. So after the butter melts, we remove the pan from the heat. To the pan, we mix in one cup of sugar, two eggs, one teaspoon of vanilla. Now once we've stirred in the ingredients, then we move over to the countertop where I have placed a kitchen towel because I don't know if my saucepan will still be hot. To protect the countertops, I've laid a kitchen towel down and I've set up my hand mixer. Since we are going to continue to do everything in this one pan, I didn't want to mess with the stand mixer. So the hand mixer is set up over there and we'll be adding our dry ingredients, which is flour, cocoa, and baking powder. Not to be confused with baking soda. I did that the other day. The results, luckily I caught the error in time and I could sort of fudge it, <laughs> but the results typically are not good if you mistake baking soda for baking powder. So we're going to be using bacon, baking powder. No, not bacon, although I'm sure Randy would be thrilled to add bacon to this recipe, wouldn't you, Randy? <laughs> okay, so my butter has melted. I'm going to pour in one cup of sugar. We're going to stir that around, get that going. This smells so good. The butter is very buttery. <laughs> and then the sugar adds the sweetness. Oh my. It smells really good already and we've just gotten started. Okay, so we've got the butter and the sugar pretty well combined, I think. I'm going to go ahead and add my two eggs. Have them sitting here. There's one egg. And two eggs. I have what I call my trash bowl. I think I learned that from Rachel Ray, where um, when you're working, it's just a whole lot easier to have a bowl for all your scraps and trash. So I put my eggshells into my trash bowl. Now I'm sort of stirring pretty vigorously because we want to break up these eggs, trying not to splash or anything, but I'm stirring pretty pretty vigorously to get the eggs combined with the sugar and the butter. As you can hear, I'm sure, I don't think my stove is completely level, <laughs> but it works most of the time. All right, I think we've got that stirred in pretty well. This is coming, coming together nicely so far, knock on wood, I should say. We're not quite done yet. All right, let me grab our vanilla. We're gonna use one teaspoon of vanilla. All right, we've got one teaspoon of vanilla, maybe a little bit more. I have a tendency to overpour when it's something into a small measuring spoon, but that's okay. Vanilla is a good thing. Oh, that vanilla smells so wonderful. It's just got that vanilla-y scent. And you got the butter and oh, the sugar. Excited for these. So I've already prepared my 8x8. I have a Pyrex dish. It's just a clear glass Pyrex. Trying to get all of this goodness off of the spoon. Just going to lay this spoon in the dish that I'm going to use because I'll be coming back over to pour in 
the brownie mix into the dish. Now I'm at my countertop now where I have the stand mixer. I'm going to first pour in one-third cup of cocoa powder. I'm going to put my mixer in and turn it on low speed. Here we go. I can smell the cocoa. Try and get the sides a little bit. Not too much. And we'll scrape down the sides with the spoon as we go too. Now the cocoa is so fine that it does have a tendency to cloud up a little bit. So just be mindful that you're going to get some clouding or dusting of the cocoa. It's not bad. And I suspect the bigger the saucepan you use, the less problem you'll have with that. I didn't use probably as big a saucepan as I should. I'm going to start with just a little bit. This is half cup of all-purpose flour. So I'm going to pour, I don't know, maybe half of the flour into the saucepan and give it another go. Because the flour will do the same thing if you combine it too much at one time. Have a lot of clouding. We don't want that. We want the flour in the mixture. Pour in the remainder. If they turn out like my friends did, I think they will be wonderful. And they should. I'm following the recipe exactly. I haven't made any alterations. I don't know about you guys. I have a tendency to do that. Alter the recipe. I think, oh, a little bit more of this sounds good. And sometimes it works. But sometimes it doesn't. Okay, now the recipe calls for a fourth of a teaspoon of baking powder. I have to make sure I emphasize powder, baking powder. I'm going to tap it on the side of the can to make sure it's kind of level here. We'll go with that. And a fourth a teaspoon of salt. All right, we're going to give this one more go with the mixer and then we'll be ready to start pouring this into the pan. Let's hear it. This is a nice texture. It's not too thick, not too thin. It feels just right. It smells like chocolatey goodness. All right, let's unplug the mixer so we can take these beaters out. I have an old-fashioned hand mixer that my mom gave me when I got my first apartment. If you can believe that it has lasted this long, it's pretty amazing. I don't know what brand it is, but it's held up really well. Okay, get all the chocolatey goodness off. I wish my kids were here because they would want to lick the beaters. <laughs> do you all remember doing that when you were kids? Or do you still do it as adults? <laughs> they are pretty tasty. Maybe I'll give it a little lick. Mmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good batter. Very chocolatey, buttery. I like it. Oh, my oven looks like it has preheated. That happened quickly. I didn't, didn't hear it beep. I'm going to take my wooden spoon that I was using to stir all the ingredients, and I'm just going to give the pot a good stir to make sure all of the powder is scraped off of the sides, just in case I didn't catch it all. Give it a good stir. It's nice and thick. Not too thick, but it, it's just creamy. It's a very good consistency. Just capture all the little corners and edges. All right, now I'm just going to pour the batter into the center of the pan. And you know, you have to scrape the 
saucepan as much as possible to get all the brownie goodness <laughs> into the brownie pan. I think this is going to be great. Scrape it good. I've tried lots of brownie recipes over the years. Well, not lots, but a few. This is by far the easiest. I think I'm going to grab a metal spoon just so I can get more of the batter because it seems as though I'm still not getting all of it. It doesn't feel like I've got it all. So let me grab a spoon. And I'm just gonna scrape down these sides. Oh yeah, I can feel lots more coming out. Couple of tablespoons, I'd say. So just a note there that once you've poured in your batter, you might wanna get a metal spoon to scrape down the sides of your saucepan because the wooden spoon is pretty thick, so it probably just doesn't grab onto all the batter. So yeah, I like easy recipes, things that are not going to take a long time, that don't have a ton of ingredients, that are not super involved. That being said, I still like good food, good and healthy food most of the time. <laughs> and I say most of the time. I am only human after all. <laughs> um, I'm making a bit of a mess here. I'm, I'm just dripped some chocolate onto my hand. Oh darn. Guess I'll have to lick that off too. <laughs> what I like to do before I put the pan into the oven is give it a little shimmy. Just shake it just a touch to even out the batter. And then once we do that, I'm just going to open up the oven and slide it in. I'm wearing my of glove. Has anyone else used an of glove? They are pretty nice. I'm gonna set my timer for 25 minutes and it calls for 25 to 30. So after 25 minutes, we'll see where we are. Okay, it looks like our brownies have reached 25 minutes. I'm gonna turn off this timer and Grab a oven mitt, pull out these brownies. Now I'm gonna get a toothpick and insert the toothpick into the center of the brownies. And if it comes out clean, I'll know we're real good. If it comes out with chocolate on it, then either we have gooey brownies, which is good too, or we need to put them back in for a few minutes. So let's see what we've got. Perfect, it came out clean. Let me turn the oven off. All right, there you have it folks. Best brownies from allrecipes.com. I'm gonna go ahead and recite the full recipe for you so that if you want to save this part of the demonstration, you can. Alternatively, you can Go to All Recipes and search for Best Brownies. I believe it's the first result that comes up. The recipe calls for a half a cup of butter or one stick, one cup of sugar, two eggs, 
one teaspoon vanilla, one third cup of cocoa powder, one half cup of all-purpose flour, one fourth teaspoon salt, one fourth teaspoon baking powder. You want to preheat your oven to 350. In a large saucepan, melt your butter. Once the butter is melted, remove from heat. You want to stir in your sugar, eggs, and vanilla. Then beat in your cocoa powder, flour, salt, and baking powder. Then bake for 25 to 30 minutes in a greased 8 by 8 brownie dish. And there you have it. That is the best brownies recipe. These are wonderful. I'm not going to try any right now because they are hot and need to cool. All right. Thanks for joining me. I hope you try these out and I hope they turn out just as great for you. I am about to make stir fry with salmon and vegetables and this time I'm going to use my basic stir fry sauce that I really love. I wish I had had this recipe a long time ago when I kept trying different ones on the shelf and said, why am I not finding one that's like the favorite one that I had many years ago? Well, finally, I found the way to make it. And I have reviewed it or talked about it on here. Now what you hear is the um, Galaxy barcode scanner and I am getting ready to make sure that I have a couple of the things that I want. ID mode. This is what I connected to Mark 3663 network. So I had a bottle of soy sauce in here. Early. ID mode. Product Kickoman soy sauce less sodium. Alright, we got soy sauce. We don't need to continue. We have the soy sauce. Wouldn't you know one of the first ingredients in it is wheat? Yuck. That's ridiculous. I think this is the rice. Yep. This is the rice vinegar. I know the bottle. And there is also a... And there is some chicken broth that I... Pretty sure that's what I found. It was not identified, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And I'm looking for the um, sesame oil. Yes, yes, yes. I know. What do you want? Uh, looking for the sesame oil. Open who? Says a who? Says me. What is this? Oh, this looks like the sesame oil, I do believe. Let's scan it and see. ID mode. Product cane sesame oil. Hey, look at that. Look at how fast that was. Continue. I don't want to continue. Alright, let me see if I have everything out that I need for this recipe. I love this sauce. Um, and, okay, so we need, this is good for chicken, beef, or seafood, or pork. Basic stir-fry sauce. Good all-round sauce. Two-thirds cup of soy sauce. One-half cup of chicken broth. One-third cup of rice wine or rice vinegar. 
three and one half tablespoons of sugar and a tablespoon of sesame oil, a tablespoon of minced garlic, all this I go by taste, a tablespoon of minced ginger, two tablespoons of cornstarch, and so I do, I do this kind of differently than what it says. <laughs> but I'm giving it to you the way that it is so you can do what you want. Alright, so I'm going to get a bowl. And actually, I don't think that I am going to need my scanner, my barcode reader anymore for this. So I'm going to turn it off and put it away. Press the power, powering down. All right. When it works, it works great. <laughs> the only things that I don't like are that there are still a lot of things that are not in its database or that it's not finding and you know I've heard that I don't buy Schwann's or at least I have not but I've heard there's difficulty with those and I know that some of the things I've bought at Sam's I have not found so first I'm gonna make this sauce I have three salmon fillets in the free uh, in the sink thawing I think I'm gonna use the rice cooker tonight I need to soak rice first and I am gonna use this smaller bowl and for this rice cooker well the reason I'm soaking it is because I'm using basmati rice which tends to be really um, better soaked I don't know why and not always but with you with this rice cooker for sure now I um, that is not rice <laughs> that is grits no thank you I do not like grits I don't want I don't want to ruin your love of them to tell you what they remind me of <laughs> so with this rice cooker he says uh, he being um, Wolfgang Puck to use one and one well, I'm going to use one, hmm. let's see, one, one, this is on a interesting little surface here, one that is slightly heaping, and I'm going to do a little more of this. Um, and it's just like a little, like a half of a scoop because I'm going to do one and a half. This is probably equal to one and a half. And I am looking for the top. What did I do with it? Um, what did I do? Here it is on top of another container. Okay. So I'm on a little table here with big, uh, giant wide mouth jars. Okay. All right. So I'm coming over here and I am going to get one and a half cups of this special water that we have here. 
and I'm putting it in the bowl with the rice. So I have three salmon fillets sitting in the sink that I think are thawed now because I did put hot water over them to get them to thaw quickly and they are so I'm taking the plug out now and I uh, am also have a bag of stir-fry vegetables out and I think I have everything out pretty much everything out for my sauce so I'm gonna take a large skillet I don't really like non-stick skillets, but that's what we have. And I must say, I do like the way they, I do like the way they clean up. I just don't like that surface. Okay, and I need to put this other cast iron pan away that I see sitting here. I'm putting some olive oil in this skillet just enough to coat it and I'm making sure that it's coated on the bottom and on the sides. I could probably start these fillets, but I wanna get this sauce pretty much done. And I am using vegetables that are frozen just because we happen to have large bags. So I'm going to start with 2 thirds cup of soy sauce and I have a two-thirds cup, but I know I always end up making more of this than what it calls for. Well, we'll see. Here it is. Soy sauce. Mm. All right. Cannot believe the ingredients that it said is in this stuff. That's a scary thought. Well, I know the bulletproof guy said soy sauce isn't good for us. Certainly don't need to add salt. All right. I will leave this out in case I decide that I want to add more. I love cooking and then going back to look at a braille display, trying to make sure my hands are dry. And a half a cup of chicken broth. Well, I could not get this broth to scan, but I know it is a broth, and so it will just have to be good enough, she said convincingly. Pouring a half a cup. Oh no, take it out. It's not the right thing. <laughs> Alright, well, there was a beef broth in there not long ago, but I finished it up, so I, and you know, this is a stir-fry sauce that's good with anything. One third cup of rice wine or rice vinegar, and so here is my third, and here is my vinegar. Come on. <laughs> All right, there we go. 
Yep, this has a very distinctive bottle. And um, I, I bet rice wine would be good. This happens to be rice vinegar, but I'm sure that rice wine would be good. All right. Three and a half tablespoons of sugar. I love it. Three and a half tablespoons. Well, three and a half. What's a half of a tablespoon? It's a half a tablespoon is one and a half teaspoons. Hello. But, you know, whatever. Okay, so here is two tablespoons in this one. And here is the third. And here is the one and a half teaspoon. I always end up wanting this. Well, I always add to it, so we'll see. I don't know. I especially like to add ginger. The ginger added really, really, really gives it a nice kick. A tablespoon of sesame oil and that is right here. I love this recipe. And the thing is, if you like your sauce a little sweeter, if you like it not so sweet, more of a ginger taste, if you like it thicker, like I like it a little thicker because, as you've heard me say many times, it will stick more to your food. Because, you know, that's the other thing. Adding frozen vegetables, if you add your sauce too quickly, the water from the frozen vegetables is going to thin out your sauce and make it more watered down. I learned that the hard way. So, um, just common sense, but common sense isn't always so common. A tablespoon of minced garlic and a tablespoon of minced ginger. Well, I'm not using minced ginger, but I am using garlic. And why would anybody want to measure garlic? <laughs> I mean, you know, but there are people that don't like garlic, and I have to say, you know, I joke about it, too much garlic doesn't like me as much as it used to. All right, let's see. And we have just about this amount in here, really. There isn't much in this, so I will take the liberty of finishing it off because, I mean, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to waste it, and I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to put it back in the refrigerator with only a, a smidge, a smidge in it, you know. And while I have this spoon, I will do a little bit of stirring before, because I think the ginger is the next thing and the flour, uh, flour or cornstarch. So I'm just stirring, 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 stirring. Oh, it smells good. And I'm going to taste it, of course, you know me. Mmm, good. All right. I might want a little more sugar in it, but let's see. Now I'm going to put some ginger in it. 
the ginger is way too good to be like, you know, I think a tablespoon of this versus minced would be too much though. So let's do one and a half teaspoons. Let's do one and a half teaspoons. Yeah. Hmm. All right. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. Now, hmm. Let us, let us stir with this so we get all of it off. Stirring to make sure that all of the sugar is dissolved because otherwise it won't be fair to add more if it's not a true test. Mmm, that is good. Mmm, but I still think I could add a little more sugar. Just like, hmm, probably another like one and a half teaspoons. <laughs> And I may add some more ginger, too. All right, I'm just shaking some in. And stirring. I like the ginger to have a little bit of a kick mm, to it. There we go. Oh, yeah, that's better. Mm, much better. Mm. I am taking um, a scoop of flour and I'm putting it in this bowl. And I'm taking another scoop. Not quite a full one. Let's not do quite a full one. I like thick gravy. You know? Which reminds me of a very funny story. I was at a massage gig many years ago, massaging lots of people. There were many people on strike at Delta Airlines. And so the people that were working were management and different kinds of people who were working lots and lots of hours to make sure that uh, everything got done the way it was supposed to. And we were in, um, I was working for stress recess at the time that weekend. And I think we were in 40 different airports across the country, lots of massage therapists, like 10,000 or something. And I remember that I massaged over the course of, I think it was three days, I did 30 hours and, on the, and they kept, they fed us for all of our meals and everything. And on the last day, mm, they had a lovely turkey dinner for everyone. We got to work a lot of overtime because it was over New Year's. And, um, gosh, this was way back in 2000 or, no, 2001, 2000, something like that. I'm going over here to get the rice cooker, and I'm going to plug it in. So they fed us, and they fed all of us on this last day, this wonderful turkey dinner. And they... And so somebody was, one of my friends was with me and, you know, massage therapist was there and, and uh, we were eating and so we had turkey and mashed potatoes and dressing and all this stuff and salad and I went back in to massage with everyone and I said, I 
love that meal, but I did not get any, um, I didn't get any salad dressing. In fact, I said, something was very weird on my salad. And my friend said, oh, well, I saw this big container of uh, something with a ladle next to it, and I put that on your salad. And I said, oh, it tasted horrible. And somebody said, that wasn't salad dressing. That was gravy. <laughs> so see that? Sighted people also make mistakes. Isn't that a good one. <laughs> we had a great laugh. I mean, it really was very funny. Yeah, I'm putting some olive oil in this rice. And I'm also looking for the Himalayan salt. Putting the little fasteners on. And I'm pushing the pushing the on button hoping that it actually does heat up all right so now I'm going to open my fillets opening 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 okay so now these are individually frozen now I'm putting the third one in and the one broke up but it doesn't matter because it's stir-fry right okay so I'm turning it on about a medium heat so I'm going to cook this salmon for a while to get it slightly done on both sides. And then I'm going to add vegetables, let them cook. And I believe the rice cooker is on. This is good. ready to add some vegetables. I'm going to turn this down to a medium, oh, um, lower medium. <laughs> I'm just going to throw in several handfuls of these frozen vegetables. I have also bought them fresh in a bag as a mixture and I've also bought used separate vegetables that I have on hand that are fresh or frozen that are not necessarily a stir-fried blend. But there are green beans and broccoli and probably water chestnuts and carrots and um, maybe onions. And because they're frozen, I want to cook them until they're thawed so that we don't get a more moist um, watered down sauce. So I'm not adding the sauce yet. I'm just stirring the vegetables so that they can start to thaw in with the warm fish and the oil. As I said before, I stir from the outside of the pan in, and then in the middle, I kind of try to just move it around 
so that everything gets cooked. I'm turning it back up to a stronger medium. Check this rice cooker over here. on and that button yep it hasn't popped up yet moving it around a little more so that we really get the vegetables to be more in the heat and the fish to get more on top of the vegetables because the fish is pretty well cooked now it doesn't need much even Thick salmon doesn't need much. I think there are peas in here too. I'm not really a huge fan of peas, but if they're mixed into something, that's okay. I can deal with that. Everything's starting to get a little bit warmer. Some of the vegetables are cool, but they don't feel as frozen. about somebody not liking vegetables in this is that the meat, as in this case the fish, and the sauce and the rice all help to make that the predominant taste so that the vegetables don't even really, I mean there are textures and some people who don't like vegetables, I understand uh, it's the texture, I get that. Um, but sometimes the, everything mixed together helps. I'll take the sauce and I'm going to give it one more stir. And I'm going to pour this in. There we go. The sauce is in here, it's a different sound totally different sound and it's simmering now oh it's all much warmer and Good. I'm just going to let it simmer here on really low so that it's on a very low and I'm checking this rice cooker. It sure smells good. Very warm. <laughs> You're running late again. Bye bye everybody. Thanks for making the brownies Melanie. I'm going to lick that spoon yet. <laughs>